Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Welcome to the Underground Hot Pot, Episode 2. That's right, a new record, two episodes. The Underground Hot Pot is a show where we put our geek on fleek and talk about new movie, TV, and gaming news. In this week's episode, some Star Wars casting, a few new trailers, we give our reviews of the new HBO show Westworld, we have a new segment called The Pitch, and we give our thoughts on some of the weekend's opening films. Let's first introduce our panel here. He shares a birthday with Zach Hansen of Umbop fame and Jonathan Lipnicki. Yes, that is the little kid from Jerry Maguire. Welcome, Eric. Is that is that true? Like, did you look that up? That is a thing. We we're gonna do this on your birthday. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I thought I thought I only shared it with Jeff Goldblum. No, more than that. Uh, which, and, is, which is the thing, but now I, I can <laughs> add those to the list. <laughs> <laughs> And he wore a cowboy hat and a bolo tie to prom, and he went to high school in the suburbs. How are you doing tonight, Tom? I'm doing great. Baby's <laughs> asleep. I'm ready to talk about dorky things. All right. We'll, uh, we will jump right into the news. So uh, we recently learned that Donald Glover will be cast as Lando Calrissian in the upcoming Young Han Solo movie. He's been an SNL writer, Troy Barnes on Community, the rapper Childish Gambino, and now Lando. Best friends uh, or enemies, depending on how they go with this movie, with Han Solo and Chewbacca. Eric, what can Donald Glover not do? You know what? Like, there's a lot of... There's going to be a lot of eyes and a lot of spotlight on him because there was a petition that wanted him to be Peter Parker as well, if you remember that. Oh, no, he was going to be Miles. The Black Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. Oh, Miles, that's perfect. In in Spider-Man. Uh, the alternate universe. There's a uh, ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, he's oh, the ultimate, go. right? Yeah. Well, he was gonna be Black Spider-Man, Black Spider-Man, right there, and he was supposed to. And for some reason, everyone just wanted him to do that. I personally uh, saw him more of like a Static Shock character. Um, anyone other than Jane Smith would have worked. So. To have him go as young Lando, like that wasn't even in the realm of thought for me. It was like uh, comic book movies are the trend right now, you know? And it seems that Star Wars has a nice trend of doing kind of like these uh, unknowns or these really small times, you know? And then they'll throw in kind of like the old standard, like a Forrest Whitaker, you know, or a Donnie, uh, what's the Donnie Yen? Yep. And kind of just go for like the, the secure roles. But uh, I, I like it. What he needs to do what he needs to not do is really just play out of lando's role man like he's, he's a cool guy he's got to be slick he's got to be kind of like the the better part that was han you know what i mean like the he's supposed 45 to half yeah he's supposed to really <laughs> counter and play with him well but at the same time you know kind of kind of there's this resilience between the two right now you got to remember yeah. that these are these are smugglers these and, and i believe he loses the um Falcon. Millennium Falcon to him in a card game yeah. or whatever the game is. Uh, Tom, yeah. what do you think uh, he's going to uh, take on the role? You know, we they picked a huge, it seems like a huge fanboy to be this character. Right? I uh, Watching Community, their characters always, uh, Troy and Abed, always talk about Star Wars. 
seems like he's the kind of nerd rap guy that loves Star Wars too. But I've never I've never seen him go serious. Have you guys seen him serious ever? Uh, if you've seen the new show Atlanta, he is very serious in that show, and I believe he writes and, and he uh, directs in that. He, I, I do awesome like Atlanta show. very much. Yeah, it's a great show. I, I think that it's more so that he's not playing serious as much as he's just kind of playing a mundane character. But it's still drama. And I guess you could say the same for The Martian as well. Right. And he it, seems... Yeah, yeah, he played uh, a non-normal character. He was outlandish, right? And it I also mean, had a door into it. I think it's going to be fun. And at this point... We're really going for fun for Star Wars. It's not. It's playing with action figures, right? This isn't uh, Shakespearean drama or Oscar-winning stuff. It's we're going for fun, and I think he's going to have have fun with the role. That translates into everyone else having fun with it too. Totally agree. But you can't get too playful, though. Like that's where I fear that it's going. Is that it's going to be too too playful and therefore going to be predictable because you know the the outcome is only so much to where you can keep the line of of happy friendly family playfulness before well, it gets a little darker well we've got the fun playful musical version which is guardians of the galaxy which we'll talk in a little bit uh but uh until uh, like no, he has got to make friends point, with hold on um, back to that point the star wars universe can't press the same button every time, right? Our newest movie, Force Awakens, was pretty much cloning, <laughs> Attack of the Clone of the uh, New Hope, right? The same thing as New Hope. A lot of similarities, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the first three were cartoony, but to your point, we need, we need a different spin. Even on these one-offs, maybe we need a film noir movie. Maybe we need... Uh, buddy comedy movie i mean it's star wars they seem to have 40 titles set up for the next 40 years so it can't be just the same thing again i think we're gonna get like a seven samurais uh dirty dozen star wars movie next so they're gonna stick to the, what they know and what's been working for the star wars and that's well i, I feel like they kind of laxed it a bit in, in Force Awakens, but to have the overarching and underarching story points and everything underarching is where you throw in your comedy or your quips or those memorable moments, the quotable uh, lines that are all there. But the overarching is the impression, the Darth Vader being the father, the Emperor trying to, you know, just kind of that whole thing really kind of plays into it. And they do it again with Force Awakens, the whole Kylo uh and and han solo thing or but, but snoke when, even snow kylo and snoke and does the whole dark side part there too but they throw in those quips and that's where you have like poe coming in and like the droid humor comes in and so that's where like the family and that's what they're probably going to do with I, I would imagine every other star wars movie and that's why i'm just kind of like i'm not that's I'm only going to get them so far everyone's burned out on transformers absolutely we've had the same movie for what? four times right what we have to remember is that movies. Han Solo is the scoundrel. Like he probably cheats at cards to win the Millennium Falcon. They should totally just do a western, like almost an homage—not an homage, but like the western. Hints of Firefly. There's a in Kenobi it. book. There's a Kenobi book called 
Kenobi, Ben Kenobi book on Tatooine when Luke was just a baby. And Luke's not even in it. It's a total Western. It's, it's going to be perfect. And now Ewan McGregor wants to do a standalone movie. And I really so, hope he does. Got it. my ticket already right there. All right. We'll move on, guys. Uh, so we all watched the new Red Band trailer for the Logan movie. Uh, wow, this was a Red Band trailer. Uh, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Wolverine yep. living in a dump, probably on the run because there is a world without mutants. You add Patrick Stewart, who's really old and beat up, and X-23, a little girl, and you go full National Lampoon's vacation road trip with it. Uh, I talked about my excitement in the last episode, so I'll pass the baton. Uh, Tommy, what other body parts will Hugh Jackman be piercing in the new Logan movie? Lebray, right here in the middle, right, right? <laughs> Like a little hole that never patches up, so you see his teeth sticking through the hole. Oh, my. <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, it, it looks like we've taken Apocalypse, and we've said way too many characters that don't have speaking lines, and let's put let's just show you three people on the camera at one time. I'm excited. Eric? I'm, I'm indifferent about it. I think it'll be a, a, just a good... Easy movie, but like these these last few, uh, like the Wolverine movie and the last X Men movie, just seemed kind of where the ending and even like a lot of the comic book movies actually in the whole. It seems like the ending just kind of is just like okay, you could have you could have cut it actually like fifteen minutes ago, and uh, I'm worried about that. We'll see what the what the the conflict is. Do you know what the conflict is in this? It's set. Um, I'd read uh. Obviously, like a year after Days of Future Past, which I that thought was a fantastic no, movie. No, 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 no. This Agreed. is uh, far distant future after far distant future after the ending of Days of Future Past, where Wolverine wakes up. So it's reset the timeline, and it's years after that. So Patrick Stewart's still alive because he ended in that terrible uh, X Men Three movie. But he's he has Alzheimer's, or that's kicking in, right? Well, we talked about this last episode. Uh, he's just his powers are in flux, and that makes him dangerous. I just really don't. They don't do that cliche thing where Wolverine has to kill him. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, we'll, just we'll so because bad. it happened in the last. This is the third Wolverine movie, right? Right. Yeah. He had to do the same exact thing? thing for Phoenix. Just don't do it. Just don't do say, it. Every third movie, Wolverine's gonna kill someone big. <laughs> on his own team, he's got to kill someone on his own team. Anyways, I mean, it's gonna. Kind of, I don't know. I'm. I'm still waiting for a movie where I can see uh, Onslaught. That's. I'm just waiting for that. To be honest with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, like, I'll punch out after that. So uh, the next up, we watched the Guardians of the Galaxy teaser trailer. Uh, I personally got chills from this trailer. I just am so excited for it. I was cheering for the first movie when there were all the naysayers when it was first announced, and I've been a fan of Chris Pratt's ever since uh, Everwood. I mean, uh, Parks and Recreation. Um, James Gunn, the director, is promising us, promising us, quote, the greatest spectacle movie of all time. Uh, rumors are supposed to include the Guardian team fighting a giant space squid and Kurt Russell playing a living planet, which is also Chris Pratt's father. Uh, so in the last movie, we got very attractive green, pink, and blue girls. Eric, what color paint are they going to slap on a hottie in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? I wonder if it's going to be like a, like a canary yellow. <laughs> it's, 
and uh, you know something to do around that but you know what uh all white seemed to work or uh mean white in uh star trek so maybe they'll go with that what'd you think i'm just saying it's uh, good in all colors is what i'm trying to say <laughs> it's like <laughs> so as long as they can get that then you know you'll, you'll be all right so your vote was powder powder <laughs> yeah i like it pure and divine <laughs> what'd you think of the trailer I uh, the the teaser I guess I I liked it you know what it's it's I mean it's the same charm like it carried over so I'm excited to see it. of course everyone's gonna be excited to see it I hope that they don't overdo it with the trailers I think that the appeal for the first movie was that people were just like why the fuck would you make this movie nobody asked for Guardians of the Galaxy and then they did it everyone's just like holy shit you totally blew our expectations away and so now you have this bar set. And uh, we'll see where it goes. So they have a lot to live up to because once a bar is set, then it's it's really hard to kind of match or even go over that bar. And they set it pretty high with the first one. And they tried to and they tried to copy it in Suicide Squad and failed fantastically. Um, I think it's because they picked a director who did Training Day, well as James Gunn is more than able to turn out something fantastic like this. Tommy, what'd you think? So it looks great. I like the first one. Glad they're making a second one. Are they going to make a third one? Or is uh, we've got about a dozen gonna... Avengers movies. <laughs> yeah, Avengers movies. I thought we only have one more Avenger movie. Uh, we have it's a two-parter, isn't it? We have two-parter. Oh we no! Have, no, no. We have oh, no. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange, Miss Mar- uh, Captain Marvel, Black oh, Panther. Goodness. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War Part 1, unnamed Avengers movie, Avengers... um, But hold on, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to lead into Avengers Infinity War. And then, do you think we're going to blow it up? They specifically said uh, to James Gunn, because of how well he did with the first one, make your own movie. Don't worry about tying into the rest right. of the world. So there's no there's no tie in. We'll might show one of our little fancy shiny stones at some point and everybody goes, oh, there's another one. Like how, how many are there there now? Well there's, there's, there's been like four or five that's been revealed already. Uh I think that they've only got three mm-hmm. revealed. We're anticipating to see one in um Doctor Strange. Three. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's another four movies until no, we get... purple red purple red blue. Um and... We've got the yellow uh, was in the staff. Yellow was in Jarvis. The staff, the cube, um, the the cube. stone in Jarvis, and uh, the one from Thor: Dark World. Yeah, they there's six. They of I think there's six. Oh, so the Guardians of the Galaxy one is yeah, is the purple five? Is that five? Oh, we've seen them all. Uh, I know we're we missing we're four? missing mind. Math is tough. We should probably get an expert. <laughs> I, I I took off my shoes to count them all, but I <laughs> I haven't quite got there yet. All right. So so my prediction is they're gonna blow it up as soon as they get to the end. They're gonna like restart. It's like crisis on infinite earths, secret wars. Boom. Right now we might and see. It'll be like twenty fifty by that time, <laughs> and they'll just recast everything. We might see uh, uh, the Guardians in the Infinity War movies. We don't know anything about that, but this is going to be a standalone. I'm really excited. And we will have seven more Spider-Men by the time we get there. Very excited. Uh, so we seven also more watched... people playing Spider-Man. And Aquaman. Oh, wait, that's DC. But I'm so excited for that one, too. 
I'm excited for Wonder Woman. Anyways, off topic. Uh, so we also watched the Assassin's Creed trailer too. Uh, I didn't like this one as much as the first trailer. I played the first few games and didn't make it far enough to where they broke out of the lab. Uh, but this trailer gave it a feeling that they would have the majority of the film in the near future instead of in the past. Uh, and I didn't really like the music choice either. But other than that, the action looks great. I'll watch Ma Michael Fassbender in any nerd role. Uh, and I'm looking forward to a historical fiction set in the Spanish Inquisition. It's a time period we don't really get in film very often. Uh, so my question to Tommy, how many people in theaters will be shouting, Assassination! as if they were playing Halo? <laughs> I think more people would just be going, Parkour! Parkour everywhere! <laughs> so what do you think? Um, I, I'm going to look forward, be interested in the stunts. I'm not holding my breath on this one. I think, well, the first Assassin's Creed was interesting. I have never finished one of the games. And the plot seems interesting, but they never wrapped up the plot in any of the games. So I don't know if this movie is even going anywhere interesting. So Now you do mention the stunts. It seems you like it's going to be a third-rate video game movie. <laughs> You do mention the stunts. They Third did have a rate. video out as well. It's going to be like Doom. The equivalent of the rock in Doom. Oh, I hope right? they don't do that. That level. <laughs> they already did that. Rock was in the Doom movie. I'm quite aware of how terrible that was. Sorry <laughs> okay. to be talking over you. Eric, what would you think? It's. I mean, I, I agree totally because it's a video game movie. Video game movies don't do well. And I say that with a hurtful heart because... I am such a Warcraft fanboy, and I'm just disappointed. So video game movies just generally don't do too well. Uh, I feel that this one looks gritty enough, and it's got a strong cast, but at the same time, it's just going to be another Prince of Persia, pretty Ooh. much. <laughs> oh, that's just like, embarrassing. It'll, <laughs> like, I think it'll, it'll look pretty, and they'll have the great shots i feel like you know what another thing too is that a lot of movies now are just like oh yeah that's right we can use drones for everything let's throw in a bunch of just different drone shots i know it would be great for that assassin's creed we just fly around for half an hour and and just follow up assassin's creed logo follow yeah behind. half the movie should be on loading <laughs> screen actually now i will say i will say that they did make a big point about the fact that they're using live action stunts they Put a guy off of like a 80 foot jump into a haystack or something like for real. However, they actually did the stunt instead of just CGIing a jump. So I don't know if you had a chance to check that video, but it was pretty impressive. The uh, yeah, how they're gonna do it, you know, kind of consistently. I think it'll it'll look cool, you know. But like movies have video game movies have cool parts because they're cool video games but that doesn't mean like everything else is going to be good uh, here's another case in point doom with the rock we all know it <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> there's right. only one good part on that and that's when he's at the end he gets the third person mode on, or first person mode on <laughs> there's there's no good part of that movie take that back <sighs> video game movies are one thing sometimes they come back around because I I enjoy Super Mario Brothers now. It's it's ridiculous. It's terrible, but I John love Leguizamo? it. Mud. Luigi Mario. Yeah. <laughs> who who is that actor? Bob Hoskins. No. Daniel, Daniel Hopkins. No, Bob Bob Hoskins, the same guy from Roger Rabbit. 
Bob Hoskins. No, that's that's Mario. Who's the bad guy? Not Anthony Hopkins. Um, Dennis Hopper. Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Oh, <laughs> as Koopa. <laughs> so bad. So bad. So I mean, yeah, it's it's video game movies. I I didn't mind Ratchet and Clank movie, but then again, I'm I'm a grown man that likes Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> all right, so we can jump to our next topic. Uh, so we all watched the brand new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, now, personally, my jaw hit the floor when I saw this trailer. It wasn't the stunning visuals, the environment that feels truly Western, or the sheer size they're showing for the game. No. Uh, it was the request for pre-orders a year before the game comes out. The current release date is a season, not a day, not a month. Fall 2017. Eric, uh, which African nation's troubled wealthy prince emailed you this first Red Redemption trailer? <laughs> I mean, isn't there are there multiple ones? Uh, I'm just saying this, this is like you a ransom note. Nigerians, right? This is like a ransom note. Pre-order now, or you're not going to get the game. I guess going with Ad, with the, the Atlanta theme of Don't Over, it's just those, you can't trust those Nigerians. They're slippery. <laughs> What did you think of the I, trailer? I'm excited for Red Dead. I, I, you know, it, Rockstar knows what they're doing. I feel that Rockstar is going to be almost like a, like a, like a new age. Or no, you want on their own. I was going to compare them to Blizzard, where these are companies that are just constantly just making, you know, uh, quality products, and they're doing it, you know, pretty much uh, in, in a timely part, or at least using the full extent of it. They're letting their product get its full use before they move on to the next project. And they listen to the community as well too. Like a lot of people, you know, will will start forums or do requests, and these 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 developers tend to listen to them and take ideas from them. So I am excited for it. The first game was really cool. I, I liked. Well, geez, the the story itself was just really cool. Like they're storytellers over Rockstar. So what do you think? I'm I'm excited for it. I was confused. The first one's Red Dead Revolver. Second one's Red Dead Redemption, and now we're Red Dead Redemption Two. I mean, didn't didn't somebody think of another R word? Revolution. They're going up the Evil Dead notion. Evil I don't Dead think they're far enough in the game. They're not far enough in the game to get a story to put a revolution in the title. Oh, so they they just it looks like they cobbled, changed the the filter, um, changed the leaves. Put some extra characters in like a Fallout world, <laughs> and had a really shitty-looking dog. If you told me that this was a uh, a mod for Skyrim, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I. No, they've given me nothing, no information. <laughs> but they managed to land it on the front page of Reddit, so I think they won. <laughs> Um, did you guys like any other, uh, besides this series, any other Western games? Because I remember playing Gun and just absolutely loved it. I was going to say Gun. I didn't I didn't beat it, though. I didn't finish it, rather. Tommy? Yeah, I would say Gun. <laughs> That's a there's great no, idea, There's Tom. not Thanks really a lot of Western. It's like <laughs> no, Sunset. There's Sunset Riders. Hold on, there's Sunset Riders. Was I was going to say Sunset Riders. Sega Genesis? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> love that. Uh, and I uh, can't think of any other westerns. I can't either. All, All right. right. I mean, I feel like there's. I feel like we're leaving out a big chunk of something here. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be in the comments section. 
our listener, yeah. our listener. Time splitter levels are too. Sure. Google is Kefir. <laughs> oh, time splitter did have a big chunk of levels that were westerns. All right, we'll move on to the next segment. Yeah. Um. So, we watched the first couple episodes of Westworld, and we don't want to get into spoilers here because, uh, obviously, we want to let people make up their mind for themselves. There you go. That's a western video game. It's a western video <laughs> game, sure. Um, that's pretty close to what it is, though. Uh, I thought it was absolutely beautiful um, and very, very creepy. Uh, the more they tell us and the more we learn of the world, the more psychotic it gets. Uh, but I thought they did a fantastic job of laying out the sci-fi world that they've created. And uh, HBO does an unbelievable job with casting. Uh, they've got Ed Helms, Anthony Hopkins, uh, what's her name, Evan Rachel Woods. Uh, Marsden, who was Cyclops, and some other fantastic A-listers. Uh, they even found the generic brand Helmsworth to throw in there. Mm. Uh, and I was totally eating it up. And then uh, and then they put in a McBoyle brother, and I'm totally taken out of it. <laughs> and I can't concentrate on any of the show because I think he's just going to drink some milk and take a shower with somebody. And it just totally throws well, there me. Well, there's scenes of milk in it. There's scenes of milk in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's all I could think of too. So Tommy, tell me which other uh, character from Always Sunny in Philadelphia will show up in a future episode of Westworld? The Nightman. <laughs> just, just the character called the Nightman, and he tries to take his pull. He's gonna do some karate. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna sing a song from it. <laughs> what'd you think of the What'd you think of the first two episodes? Uh, HBO is always super engaging. They always want they have this mystery. They know they have ten hours, so they play this mystery with everyone. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Uh, you know, nothing major yet, which I wouldn't imagine you do something drastic after just uh, meeting the characters, finding out the rules of the world. But premise. Um, the idea of artificial intelligence, uh, respect for life in different forms, they're cool sci-fi things. Um, I, I'm excited. I, I can't tell if it's going anywhere <laughs> super exciting, but I think it's it'll be a fun one. I totally agree. And uh, for me, the, the scariest bits uh, are what Ed Helms is going to wind up doing. Uh, what did you think, Eric? Have you guys ever seen the movie Brain Scan? Brain Scan? I don't think so. Yeah, it's a, it's an old, and it's, it's a, it's a weird movie. Who is that kid from Terminator Two? Uh, I think he's never done anything except for a lot of math. Eddie Furlong yeah. is that his name? I thought it was, I thought it was crack, but he didn't do but, too uh, No, no, but uh, he was in that movie Brain Scan, and it's pretty much. <laughs> like in the early 90s these kids have a cd-rom and takes you into virtual reality world and pretty much uh you know kind of doing it so this is what kind of it reminds me of but obviously a lot more more detailed and enveloped than than whatever the hell that movie was but it's always just been kind of the idea in my head and what everyone's had you know go into the alternate reality and just kind of uh play out kind of free in in your own little world over there too so I like that it's it's good because you can have multiple stories going on at once. You know, you can have a separate, like, you know, 
there's fog going outside because you don't know what's going on outside or in the real world rather and then you have all the shenanigans going on in the in the sandbox that is westworld and it's fantastic Absolutely. so I, I think it's a pretty good idea i like that they're they're taking uh they're saying yes to a lot more stuff and uh yeah hbo's doing pretty good but I they have a lot to compete with like in netflix say. so I, I just saw well, that Netflix it. is uh, a couple hundred million dollars in debt just because they keep greenlighting every show that is good. But I have yet to see a Netflix show that isn't bad. I think HBO has to catch up. I, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I didn't care for Lady Dynamite. Um, there's <laughs> some that's the elevator. No. <laughs> no I didn't. Which elevator, one? watch out. <laughs> I don't know. It just some people think it's hilarious, and it's just a little too over the top. No, I I totally get that. They did it one worse. The girls, uh, it's something about haters. Didn't do it for me. Yeah, and uh, then Maria Bamford is that her show? I think they were trying to they were trying to catch on what the Tina Fey love for um, uh, the, what was that called? Um, the girl from the Possible Office. Human Jet? Kimmy Kim Schmidt. Schmidt, absolutely. Kimmy yeah, Schmidt, so she just coveted pieces. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next segment. So this is a new segment called, uh, we'll call it the pitch, until we have a better title. Uh, but we're going to be pitching our other panelists and convincing them to greenlight a movie, show, or game, and we're each going to take a turn. Uh, this year we saw an R-rated Sausage Party movie with a $19 million budget, which took in over $133 million. Uh, apparently studios are willing to make anything. Uh, recently we learned that Warner Brothers has greenlit a Minecraft movie written directed by Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElhenney, set oh, for yeah, 2019 right. release. And we also got a first poster for the Emoji Express Yourself movie. Uh, emoji express yourself movie i'm not Holy kidding the, the the point of the movie is emojis uh, so we're each going to take a turn to ask the other members of the underground hot pot panel to green light our big budget animated film can, we can have i ask takers? a quick uh, first? Is, is the is the emoji movie is that a, is that going to be a silent movie uh, i <laughs> I wish oh, it was also uh, nothing on the screen, <laughs> as well as silence. Oh, cracking myself up here! <laughs> All right, does what anyone? Uh... You just like, hey, Texas number. All right, <laughs> I have a. It's a a Nash. It's like National Treasure, but it's a road alley of all the locations where Fast and Furious was for Fast and Furious fans. That's it. It's just like movie lovers, the road rally, and everybody wants to look like everybody's like a terrible mock image of a Fast and Furious character. Like, so, so you're saying um, they're, they're you're going to be like, hey, Vin Diesel is going to show up here, Fast and the Furious fans, come out in your favorite Fast and the Furious gear, and there's going to be a bunch yeah. of fanboys dressed up <laughs> outside. You're going to film them, <laughs> but they're going to. <laughs> but they're gonna all have like a piece of the secret that it's gonna lead us to like a national treasure. Um, oh! But it's gonna be it's gonna be some film memorabilia from 
So, so this is basically a glorified episode of the great, great race. Is that what it's called? Yes, exactly. But it's for fanboys of Fast and the Furious. So you're going to actually have them and, driving cross and country be, way too fast. It may be a mockumentary, right? <laughs> it's not. It's not really like. It's more like a hidden camera. We're interviewing people about why they're doing their things. It's worth a shot. I think Sony'd give it a good twenty-five million. <laughs> uh what do you think to, uh eric uh you know i've always had a, a back burner answer to this to this question because always i've always wanted to be based off of a book called oh, the no, run, no, no, no. Run we're judging tommy Rama. right now i want to just oh wait you're not pitching my movie no we're we're judging tommy's movie first i thought you were gonna judge both of us uh no no we're all good we're each gonna judge each other's so what did you think of Tommy's mockumentary Fast and the Furious movie? I think that if we had a little bit more – it's a cartoon, right? Uh, well, <laughs> sure. I did say animated it's, films. It's, there, is a, there, is a, there is a portion that is animated and will be directed by Quentin Tarantino. Perfect. Uh, Tommy, can if, you give us some you more can cast? Get that on board, if you can get that on board, we're going to make our money back. <laughs> if you can get him to say, you know what, I've, you know, him just in that state where he's just like, yeah, I'll make an animated part of this movie. It's like, yeah, yeah. You, I you, have. It's I green have, light, uh, buddy. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, there's a, there's a going to be a hologram of Patrick Swayze in a, a roadhouse like setting, um, and everybody else is B list. So I, I personally, uh, I greenlight it as a, an episode of Top Gear. Uh, I don't think uh, until you sign Quentin Tarantino, I can give my millions of dollars to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd say make it a cartoon. You'll make your money back for sure because all cartoons just fucking crush it. <laughs> all right, Eric. What do you got? Actually, wouldn't that be just the movie Cars? <laughs> that would be the movie Cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, actually, actually, uh, you fuse Johnny Bravo and Cars, and you've got my money. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I hope you're aware of that because I'm on board. I'm back at it. Um, <laughs> All right, Eric, my, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'd say that I always had to answer in the back burner in my pocket. It was always uh, based off a book called The Rendezvous with Rama, uh, written by uh, Arthur C. Clarke. It's a sci-fi novel. It's fantastic, but um, – I think we're getting a piece of that movie with uh, Arrival that's going to be uh, released in a few weeks here with Amy Adams and uh, Twitter. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. The Arrival. But basically, the Arrival. Yeah, or just Arrival. I think The Arrival is Charlie Sheen, right? Gotcha. But just Arrival, one word. <laughs> um, I've always wanted – to, to do that. I always I had another idea too that maybe I'll I'll keep for myself for copyright purposes, but the arrival basically is um where we are contacted. We we, we don't know, you know, and uh, in the book though it's a little bit more I guess uh, um well I mean the the excuse is a little bit more that rather than us being visited. We just happen to kind of get something on our radar that there's a big spaceship that's flying past one of uh, Saturn's moons, and our technology is advanced enough to where we've gone into intersolar uh, system travel. You know, you can maybe do one or two different planets. You know, um, 
but we catch something on our radar like hey what the hell is this thing we have no idea what it is just this long cylindrical ship huge massive ship uh kind of almost mirrored transparent almost and yeah so we take like this long year trip out there we get a whole crew and the ship kind of just opens up for us we're able to find an entrance for it because we were scanning it whatever the hell and we go inside the ship and we just kind of that's our first contact but we don't ever see anything and we just everything's just so much mystery because when you walk in it's its own it's its own terra inside of the ship and it's doing that whole interstellar thing where it's uh, kind of a ring world where it's outside instead of the inside you know what i mean okay and uh so inside lining the big cylinder is is the world is all the plants animals lakes and that's how they create artificial gravity there and the entire movie is just kind of wandering and just going through different things what the hell are these things uh you know and just it gets a little crazy at the end but so so is this uh film narrated by neil degrasse tyson <laughs> actually uh morgan friedman said he wanted to be on board he and uh david fincher i think were already were really wanted to be on it but they couldn't get behind a script so they've for the past 15 years or so just been kind of having that interest so if we could just get morgan before he dies that would be fantastic or maybe <laughs> just have him pre-record something like just get a soundboard going so i guarantee you we got a soundboard i made it myself of morgan freeman he's just gonna say stuff like and we have arrived and he's just gonna say that we'll say every 20 minutes just so, to keep that going. So if this were uh, Interstellar, uh, Morgan Freeman would be the voice of the robot. The movie is Interstellar, not as love story, and just a soundboard of Morgan Freeman saying the same ten things over and over. That's um, what's going to happen. That, so, that's what you get. There are no aliens in the movie. Yeah, there are crab get. people or giant crabs. Crabs. And in hoverboards all right tommy are you gonna pay uh millions of dollars to have uh, eric make this film i think netflix will pay for it <laughs> uh, they're netflix in so will... much debt they're like you know what sure why not we're gonna um, green light this i think netflix is their stock price is like the price to earnings ratio is like 400 so yeah, people are just handing them cash to do this right I you see said, on the board Netflix. Let's green light green space cases again. If you remember that show, what's the title of it? Rendezvous with Rama. But we can obviously change it to something else, like um, Arrival. Arrival three. <laughs> no, just skip to <laughs> Morgan's arrival. Morgan's arrival. Morgan's run. On arrival. Morgan arriving. Morgan's run. Oh shit. <laughs> all right tommy are you gonna pay millions of dollars to have this made yeah yeah we'll sell it to netflix we're on demand <laughs> i mean uh, it'll be worth it you said it's morgan, freeman. Freeman. You morgan said freeman soundboard now now <laughs> so you morgan don't have to freeman. pay him the full amount of money <laughs> it was pre-recorded and we just got him he was just he's he loved it we got him reading the book how about that we got an audiobook of morgan freeman reading the actual book <laughs> and right. that's that's all this, i have okay right. no 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 money yet 
All right, but so so I'm going to say I heard Morgan of... Freeman, and my mind went, uh, this belongs on the BBC right after Planet Earth. Okay, so we got to we got movie to now Nat Geo special. <laughs> yep. Uh, if it's not if it's not oh, the BBC, no, I don't you think get I'm Discovery Channel. Money. You get Maybe Discovery. Discovery. I, I mean, it could even be PBS. Who knows here? <laughs> right after Reading Rainbow, right? Or is it Reading Rainbow Rat Rudo? I, I don't know Redux? if it's if it's gonna be in the you know as popular as I think it is. It might be before it. Just right right <laughs> in that key time slot of three to four a.m. So uh, no money and no money. All right. So uh, for the record, <laughs> to our listener, that's kind of work. Uh, I uh, clearly stated uh, we were talking about Sausage Party, Minecraft movie, and Emoji movie, that we were to pick a dumber idea for a big-budget animated movie and yet still convince each other <laughs> to give millions of dollars to make it. Uh, so here is my pitch, and just let me get through it before you guys crack up and say no. Okay. Everyone sees them as heroes, standing vigilant on every corner. They protect our homes and our families in times of crisis. But no one could ever have guessed what really happens in the secret world of hydrants. Besieged by dogs, they fight the greatest war man has never known. This heart-wrenching tale of strife and courage comes to theaters near you next summer. Tom Hanks plays our hero. Hi Hank the Hydrant. Forrest Whitaker plays his mortal enemy, Rex the Bulldog. Hank's true allies, Mindy the Meter Made Mobile Cart, voiced by Melissa McCarthy, and Pete the Pigeon, voiced by Patton Oswald, stand by his side in the front line. DreamWorks and Underground Hot Pot Studios brings you Hydrants. This summer, the streets are painted red. <laughs> that's my dumb bitch that's oh what we were supposed to be doing with this segment by the way you got a catch line for me what's the sequel called I have no idea the grates <laughs> they're sewer grates that save us from rainwater <laughs> <laughs> where do the eyes go in the hydrants uh, on the top or, the or top, they're wearing they helmets kind of like stick out. they're wearing helmets maybe so they're under the under the top, <laughs> and it kind of like the top the the top of the hydrant moves, which is their mouth. All right, what's so special about this one hydrant? <laughs> there's, there's so many of them around the city. Right? Does everyone do all the hydrants get a paired a a pigeon friend? Uh, no, but he's protecting this corner from Whit uh from Forest Whitaker, and that's the intricacies of the film. I guess you'd have to watch it to find out. No. <laughs> but yeah, I, Melissa it's, McCarthy it's, and, and Patton Oswalt are his two mobile friends that only are the ones who keep uh, keep their side victorious. Victorious. We're going to... So... so <laughs> it was supposed what, what, to be a dumb segment. Not as serious as you took it, how you want to adapt a book into film. <laughs> But picture all that shit in the cartoon. Absolutely. I uh, just another shitty. Do you want to dub uh, the the dub pitch? Because I, I really didn't have one off the top of my head. Like uh, 
It's. <laughs> I don't know if I could de- uh, top a hydrant though. Tom Hanks playing Hank the Hydrant, Academy Award winner, as well as Academy Academy Award winner, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, not, I'm so not good with with kids movies. Will you guys be greenlighting my new film, Hydrants, or the Secret World of Hydrants, or do we just get that with Pats? If if you can guarantee me a fight scene, I might. No, be I think we need music. Give <laughs> me Andrew Lloyd Webber, and we're good. All right, his inspiration is going to be uh, water and sirens, and then no. a dog theme. Um, who's Fire. gonna be who's gonna be your your uh, musical back? We had Phil Collins that did Tarzan. Uh, Lion King was what Elton John. Yeah, we got Randy Newman. Well, you guys, Randy. you guys are are decades are behind. Get? This is a young animated film. We just have uh, uh, one we're going to talk about in a moment. Justin Timberlake doing Trolls. Uh, I've got Adam Levine uh, from Maroon Five doing there the soundtrack. This. Boom. And it's called uh, Hydrants, uh, Heroes for Life, uh, Dedicated <laughs> Servants. Uh, Adam Levine is perfect. <laughs> can there be one that has like graffiti on it and it's just like – music means nothing. <laughs> Listen, don't make me sing Sugar to you right now, sir. <laughs> All right, so uh, clearly the uh, hesitation. I got I got no green lights. Darn it. I'm saying give me give me a fight scene and then and then we'll start talking if you can. Are you kidding me? He pops off his ends and he shoots water at dogs. It's a perfect fight scene. <laughs> perfect fight scene. Loopy ass world where I, I gotta be afraid of fire hydrants when I walk my oh, dog. Oh no! Oh no! It's even better than that. Uh, in the climax uh, of the movie. Um, the Rex, the dog, starts a fire so that the fire trucks show up and use Hank the Hydrant to put out the fire so his water pressure is low so that army of dogs can attack him at full full volume when he's at his weakest. But then Pete the Pigeon gets his pigeon army to attack. <laughs> All right, that just came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, you have theories. I like Pete. Yeah, a little too technical, but I like the word Pete the Pigeon. It's great alliteration. And just a super sad Padden as well. Anyways, um, <laughs> so that segment is over. Yeah, I don't know um, who your demographic is, and I see pass. Uh, so we're going to talk about some upcoming movies. Uh, this last weekend, uh, two movies that were the biggest uh, for the weekend came out. Um, Boo, uh, Medea's Halloween. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, Tyler Perry Presents, Boo, a Medea's Halloween, and... Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Uh, the box office results showed Boo beat Jack Reacher uh, by about $6 million. Uh, what do you guys think of these two movies? I saw Jack Reacher and I was not a fan. I didn't much care for it. And I am frankly disappointed in it. So, uh... Yeah, you know what? I, I feel that after seeing Jack Reacher, I probably would have had a uh, pretty fun time watching Medea's Boo. Now, and, we, uh, we did only get one other uh, Halloween movie this uh, kind of season. It was Ouija Origin of Evil. 
Would you rather have gone seeing Boo and Medea Halloween or Ouija Origin of Evil, which is the second I'm, in the Ouija board movie franchise? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Medea. <laughs> as as would I. Tommy, what do you think of these upcoming movies? Or of these just come out movies? I think the king is dead. Uh long live the new king. Tom Cruise. Not gonna make any good movies. And but hey, Tyler Perry's the new king. So Tyler Perry's apparently been um been the king for a while. He only comes out with his movies every so often. Yep. They have obviously a huge following. This didn't do a ton of advertising that I saw. Uh, but again, I might not have been the target audience, but it did the numbers and came up number one in the box office going into Halloween weekend. We also have some other movies coming up that I'd like your guys' thoughts on. Uh, Doctor Strange uh, is coming out in a week and a half. Uh, and uh, Hacksaw Ridge, as well as the movie Trolls, which we touched on earlier, uh, which oh. has a soundtrack by Justin Timberlake. Uh, but Hacksaw Ridge... Um, is the World War II movie about a conscientious objector who's also a medic, um, Andrew Garfield, written and directed by Mel Gibson. Uh, these three movies, uh, let me hear what you think, Tommy. Alex, you'll have to cut this. I, I, Hacksaw Ridge, I saw the cover. I didn't even know he was a medic. <laughs> <laughs> What was my other quote? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, Alex. I'm not cutting that. It's a real yeah, life I'm story. Sure it'd be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I just get this feeling like this isn't going to live up to it. There's been so many letdown in World War II movies in my lifetime. that This was the one that got like a... I saw the Pacific. They made the Pacific. They made Band of Brothers. I'm good. This is Mel Gibson, though. I mean, this guy did everything from Braveheart. Uh, we were soldiers. So he's going to stay authentic to the story um, as much as Braveheart yeah, definitely I... was authentic to the story. Uh, <laughs> but but everyone is saying this is an Oscar-worthy movie. I actually uh, got tickets to the premiere um, on Tuesday. So that's uh, two weeks before the movie comes out. I got there a half hour early, and there was a line of people waiting at an overflow. So I'll be seeing it on November 1st, so I'll be able to put out my review before uh, before it's in theaters. Uh, but I'm actually really excited to see this movie. It looks enthralling. Andrew, Gar Andrew Garfield looks fantastic in everything. Um, when you hear him be British, it just, just blows my mind. Eric, what'd you think? He's a, he's a good actor. Did this? Uh, um, I again. I had heard this movie had gotten during its its festival route that it got like standing ovations. It got like huge applause for it. I don't know if it just because Mel Gibson was in the room. I just don't know. But everyone said they loved it. It looks like it's going to be a pretty good one. It's um. I I feel like it's going to be an Oscar nod probably. Because it'll be Mel Gibson, so that'll be a... And they introduced it at the right time of the year. And and again, I've been to a couple of these premieres. I've never even heard of one of these premieres being more than like the Tuesday or Wednesday before the weekend. But a full two and a half weeks before it comes out, um, they got a lot of uh, faith in this film. Yeah, it was... Uh, I think it's going to be good. 
you know, it, I the, the trailer was yeah, it gets you. You're just like, oh man, all right, this is gonna be like a Rudy Saving Private Ryan moment where men are allowed to cry in this in this movie. It's just what's gonna happen next. <laughs> so, what you guys, what did you think of either Doctor Strange or Trolls? Will you be tuning into well, either? Pre-ordered for Trolls for sure. I mean, <laughs> we, we call it Trolls. Bought the wow. theater. <laughs> Buy up the uh, theater. Yeah, Doctor Strange, Marvel's Inception. I, I mean, it'd be cool. Um, I'm worried about low motion sickness. I don't think I'm gonna go see it in 3D. Oh, um, I hadn't I, thought of that either. Uh, I keep avoiding that. these trailers. And in the newest one, I tell you, do not watch this going in. Um, they do a lot of crazy wall jumping and stuff more than you see in the in the trailer for the fight scenes. And I think they keep the distance and like rotate cameras more than jump scenes. And I want that in every movie. I don't want. Uh, shaky cam stuff. I thought we got rid of that no back with Owen cam. Wilson back in behind enemy lines and garbage like that. Give me static uh, single single cameras and just really good, well done action scenes. Yeah. Right. Born Identity 2, unwatchable because of shaky cam. Well, any Born movie, yeah. unwatchable because of shaky cam. Anyways. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, that was... Jack Reacher, the new Jack Reacher had a lot of shaky cam. Ugh. Oh. And Tom Cruise I'm, is the producer oh. on that. Fired. Anyways, uh, just a, so just a rough movie. we'll uh, get to the end here. Uh, what have you guys been watching and or playing right now? Do you have anything to recommend or advise people to skip? Uh, I've been wanting to get into Black Mirror. People have been telling me to watch that. Have you guys heard of Black Mirror at all? I watched the first season and was very impressed. I uh, haven't tuned into the latest, though. So yeah, I'm a few episodes in. It's great. I need to get it's wonderful. into it's, that. It's, um, it's, I would say, that it's got the more of an Outer Limits feel than a Twilight Zone feel, just because the technology. Um, especially, there was, like, there was a 90s Outer Limits. Yeah. That, man, those stories... Maybe a young and impressionable kid. Those stories like leech into your brain. Yeah, and I think Black Mirror hits on that. Except the few, the second season kind of, yeah, wasn't as good. The first season and this third season, awesome. I'm excited for that. I, otherwise, I'm just hooked on Shameless right now. I love me some Shameless. <laughs> I, I'm all caught up on it. I know that the entire series is on Netflix now. It's I think it's worth it. U.S. Shameless, not U.K. Shameless. Uh, no Jim Jeffries? I, no. I, I just like William H. Macy is is fantastic in that role. Everyone's fantastic in their in their role in their roles. I, it's just a great show. I love it. Tommy, uh what are you into right now? Uh I'm watching a lot of B sci fi things on the sci fi channel. Uh we've got Van Helsing, which is about what possibly is the great 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 daughter of Va this is Vanessa Helsing, great granddaughter of Van Helsing, <laughs> um, and she during the zombie apocalypse has the blood that turns people back into humans. 
Yeah, not very good, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> dark Matter. I love Dark Matter. It is Farscape without the aliens. Probably best way to put it. Somebody didn't have Jim Hendrix, uh, uh, the Jim Henson workshop to put all the puppets together. Um, but it's good. It's fun. Uh, Space Cowboys kind of thing. Uh, everyone wants to be hand solo in the show. So. <laughs> um, yeah, can you blame them? No, not at all. Um, and uh, the strain. Ooh. Uh, it kicked it up a notch this season. Um, we're outside of the realm. Of, I think we're between the first and the second book, or the second and the third book. So we're in a gray zone where uh, the writers are leading the charge in the plot. It's 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 taken my interest. Awesome. So I have been kind of on a mix on what I'm watching. I'm going to brag again that I get to go to the premiere of uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Um, I'm excited to go to see um, Doctor Strange. Uh, other than that, I haven't been watching too much of anything. I will say um, Haters Back Off is the show that I was mentioning earlier. Uh, it's awkward, and I would say skip it. Uh, but I'm really excited because the DLC for Dark Souls comes out uh, this week. And I did uh, hang out at our friends this weekend and got to play some Battlefield 1 and was very impressed with that game. Very impressed. Has anyone Looks had good. a chance? That's good. Uh, as well as uh, I have a friend, uh, Will, who was on our last episode, who got to pl uh, who now owns the VR for PS4. Uh, and uh, I don't think I've purchased, uh, I don't think I've spoken to him since he's purchased it. Uh, so it's got to be really good. Uh, otherwise, uh, <laughs> thank you, listener, uh, for tuning in, and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Did you say listener because there was one listener last week, Alex? Uh, no, because I'm hoping that there is one listener this week. How many was there last week? <laughs>